from the land of adventure and diversity. These are the stories of extraordinary Africans, only on Faces of Africa. So the place we are going is right on a twist. If you see me putting on my hazards, there's an air, there's something I have seen. I just can't take my hand off. Just that. There's something I've seen slow down automatically. Uh, anyone else who has hazards on their bike? Yes. Today we are having our final hangout for Inked Sisterhood. We're just meeting to hang out to also have our final SGM for the year. Normally when we have rides is we meet and then we ride together from that meeting point. Some of them they want to look sexy, they want to look cool. <laughs> yeah. So backing is all these different things, but mostly it's that sense of freedom that is there. We ride for different reasons. So we have people who ride for commute. So they realized it's too expensive to drive uh, in traffic in Nairobi uh, or wherever, whichever other city they, ride, they live in. Um, then we also have people who ride for business. There are lady bikers who own businesses that do uh, delivery services. Then we also have ladies who ride for fun. The view from outside is really one that is more of, you know, rogue people, people with tattoos. We've been called a motorcycle gang before. <laughs> So we are all about promoting um, in other sisters in the community and this place is owned by a Ning sister. Yeah, so we decided to come to a place that's nice, serene and, and quiet and have our activities here. Good morning. My name is Beatrice and Jerry Chega, but they call me Tris. And this is my ride today. It's brand new. I got it yesterday. Wow. Yeah, so I'm very excited. Oh. <laughs> I normally sell motorcycles and also I do training. I do motorcycle financing, so many things. Let me show you around my shop. Ran is our shop manager. Everything to do with this shop in Westlands is the one to ask. This is my hall of fame. Here we have my mom, with like a victory you know, moment. I'm holding my trophy. So in this shop, we sell motorbikes, as you can see. And then we also sell apparels. We have our helmets here, gloves, knee guards, some accessories from, for the motorbikes. We have our jackets there. Mm. Uh. Uh.
As you can see, we have our very own collection. The make is Trace, then the brand name is Accord Code 169. So it couldn't say 170, you just want to say 169, sound cheese. I modified it to have LED lights. You can't see any delivery and courier motorcycles that have LED lights. That's why I decided my bike will have their running lights that never go forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And then we have the digital dashboard so that the rider can even see the battery range because I know it could just below 12. We need to start it. And then mine also comes with a USB charging port. And we have a very nice security system. See the bike just starts remotely or you can just switch it off like that. Just remotely. So the other thing is the uh, the off-road tires, my bike comes stock like that with off-road tires. You don't have to invest in tires. So these tires can give you over 15,000 kilometers without them like shying. And of course, you know the potholes on our road, you just need a badass tire. My name is Mina Reeve. I'm a teacher. I teach at an international school. I've always been working out. I've always been a bit of a fitness person. So I run, I hike, I do all this outdoor stuff and adventure stuff. So for me, working out is part of my lifestyle. Like that. <laughs> Okay. I know other bikers, I mean some other bikers also work out, they should be working out because it is exhausting <laughs> being on a bike um, and just for fitness, you know, healthy lifestyle and living. just leaving I'm so sorry but um, I've actually got a tuition session so I teach in Kenya Nairobi in the capital it's really good I enjoy it in the outskirts actually it's very beautiful um, teaching is because well it encompasses my whole personality so I've got a bachelor's degree in biomedical sciences so I have the scientific background already and I didn't see myself being stuck in a research lab or doing sort of tests in a hospital and stuff like that. Biking for me started off as a hobby. I learned in 2019 in November. And as soon as I learned how to ride a bike and I was confident, I said, well, let's race. My first experience was not a disaster, but I did have my accident. <laughs> but I just kept going. Had many experiences and I did the entire season. So all of this gear, so the knee guards, um, 
the proper biking boots you can see here um, it's got proper protection just in case I skid my leg onto the tarmac and of course my biker jacket just in case you know you never know when an accident is going to happen I usually like to use town I just go straight through the CBD I know everybody says it's a nightmare because of traffic and the road works but on a bike it's actually quite enjoyable because you sort of just dodge and weave and you just get through and it's the shortest distance for me I was first a teacher before I became a biker. And yeah, so now I teach um, middle school science, the so years seven, eight, and nine. I teach biology, the IGCSE, and then I also teach the IB biology and IB sports science. Lady bikers started becoming very active in about 2014-2015. Um, that's also when many private bikers in Kenya started actively riding. The trainer realized that he was having way too many ladies coming into the scale and he thought it wise to set up a group. So in 2017, he formed Ink Sisterhood together with a few other lady bikers who had, he had trained by then. And then over the years we have grown to being over 200 female bikers. May was road safety month and Road Safety Month meant a lot. Like, we really needed to get the message going out there, yeah. What happens when you take those day trips and then when you're taking like lunch, somebody decides to have a bottle of tea. Yeah, and then you tell them, yeah, you, I have called them out and they're like, it's only two beers that you're, you're allowed to even drive with two beers. But I'm like, this is different. You're going to be on a bike, you're in a group. You're not just a danger to you, you're also a danger to, to us. us. Mm. So that happened like twice and since then I don't ride with them. Mm. But I'm just thinking whatever other group she went to ride with, one of the things that we are learning as a part of the community is that we want to remember our fallen brothers, we want to remember fallen bikers, we want to blame cagers for accidents, but we don't want to own our mistakes that led to those accidents. November was a big month. I mean, having lost Koi in 2020, that was quite, we felt like 2021, we really need to honor her memory and the memory of other bikers who have gone down. Um, 21st of November is the World Day of Remembrance of World Traffic Victims. In 2020, on 21st of November, that exact same day, we lost the very first female biker to road accidents in Kenya. Uh, that took a toll on most of us. Uh, for weeks we could not ride. Even to her funeral, some of us opted to drive. Um, Being on two wheels doesn't necessarily mean you're shielded from careless driving, road carnages, and, and, and people who do not understand um, road use and basic traffic rules. But the same also happens if you're in a car because we have car accidents all the time. 
So Cheki Mwenzako is uh, Cheki is a Swahili word that means look, and then Mwenzako is your neighbor, your neighbor, your friend, somebody who's next to you. So the message was basically you should look out, look out for other people, look out for other road users. When an accident happens, um, and I'm sure people watching and everybody knows has seen a, a victim of a traffic accident, road traffic accident. At that point, your identity is not uh, rich, poor. Your identity at that time is a traffic accident victim. That is what everybody refers to you as. And I have seen many people lose their lives. I have talked to women who have lost their husbands, women who have lost their sons. So tunafanyanga kazi ya kuelimisha kuhusu salama barabarani wenzetu ambao tunafanya kutumia nduzi kama unaitumia kwa biashara ama unaitumia kwa kusafiri ama unaitumia kuendea kazi ingine sisi zote tunafaa kuwa na usalama barabarani Wamoyo has been very passionate about road safety and that that is something that has been very infectious especially in the sisterhood so periodically we do the training for um, commercial operators just to create more awareness about road safety, about the right things to wear on the road, um, culture as well, just trying to adjust that in their minds. I could travel and be happy with it, but I think if I am able to touch a soul in my community and change them and bring safety to them, then for me that is what makes me happy. Mwale uliza kitu ya riding license. Riding license hakuna msaizi pata hapa, nikoshua, because ile pesa kidogo msatafanya atafanya hapa leo, kama meendesha four months, ni 1500 so tunaweza pata lakini nini inafanyika kwa barabara umesevu 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 unataka kuenda huko unashikwa tu kifungui imeenda hapo Ume... penye umesimamisha customer hiyo pesa yako yenye imeonekana inaenda so sisi kama riders lazima tuchangamuke tuangalie ni ideas gani tutakamnazo wajue hata kama tunaenda hizo shule zinye... zina style twende ni nini hizo tutafanya kama riders wajue Uyu msee ana familia, uyu msee ana haki, uyu msee pia ana mali, ana sacrifice ya. Yeah. Jamaa, jamaa ameongeleshia mti mzima. I am self funded. So I really don't have any funding. I don't have government support. I don't have organization support. I do this out of my passion and care and love for the community that rides motorcycle. And I thought about having a very nice setup with tents and seats, but it costs money. And if I was to wait until I get those equipment to be able to talk to my fellow riders, I don't know how long that will take. And I don't know how many lives we are going to lose as I am waiting to get a seat and a tent.
The reason why I ride um, has kept evolving with time. I started riding because I needed easy commute away from the traffic. And then from there, I discovered that I could travel more with a motorcycle besides just evading traffic and getting where I'm going faster than everybody else. And after that, I even decided I can cross the borders and continents to travel by motorcycle. So in 2018, my husband and I, we took out a, a tour. Our plan was actually to be on the road for three and a half years. And we had a more ambitious plan to be able to cover all the seven continents. Unfortunately, the pandemic came and hit us and we managed to get to Nicaragua. By that time, we had covered 10 countries in Africa and 10 countries in South America. We also did Antarctica, but not on motorcycle. We wanted to experience the world by ourselves instead of reading it from magazines and watching it from TV. And secondly, the most important, you know, uh, last is the best, is because we wanted to tell the story of Kenya. Take the story of Kenya out there and tell it to the world. <laughs> and this is you coming. Explain to me how you get yourself here, not killing yourself. Uh -huh. You watch out for any cars coming in your way. Observe. So what are you observing? Um, other vehicles. Other vehicles. Yes, um, one, one, two, three, four. So you position yourself nicely. So this will be our training bike today. It's a 200 cc bike. So it's quite powerful, okay? So here we have the clutch. The clutch is what communicates when you're about to change the gear. So it's a clutch. And here we have the brake, the front brake, okay? Here we have the gas. This is the throttle. So if you do this, if you, if you do it towards you, that's when you add. So if you don't do this, you do this. We have the rear brake here the rear brake. So we have the front brake and the rear brake. So this side is basically for starting and stopping. So that's where we have the gas, we have the brakes, this side. And this other side is for shifting. So gear one is down and then the rest is up. In what situations would you use the front brake and the back brake? All situations. So you just use both at the same time? Yes. <laughs> Um, if you're selling bikes, it means you need to convert as many people as you can, right? So, if you sell something and people can't ride, you teach them how to ride so that they can buy your bike, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, we're going to walk with this until we get to the street. But I like training women, even actually fast learners. You know, dudes, they always act like they know. So, I'm going to go to the street. Like, sa, 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 and I'm going to go to the street.
But her, she'll ask you like this, the shoulder like this. And yeah, you tell her, yeah, like that. Yeah, dude, I'm going to go to the beach. I'm going to go to the beach. I'm going to try to shift gear. You know, so it's actually easy to trade with him. <laughs> As part of our work, I Ride for Helmets and Ink Sisterhood, we make sure during our education and awareness with the motorcycle riders, we visit police stations to also learn from the law enforcers and get to work together as a team. We make the riders aware that this is an important process. Just to give you an idea of how bad it is with motorcycle accidents on our roads, our hospitals have dedicated wards for motorcycle accident victims and our police stations are overwhelmed with accident motorcycles in their yards. I'd like to hear what you go through in daily looking at this, what is happening. What are some of the challenges you experience as a law enforcer? Majority of those who operate uh, the, the motorbikes most of them do not have uh, the driving license, uh, they do not have the insurance, uh, the, they, they do not have the reflective jackets, yes. and uh, they even don't have the helmet. Yeah. Even the shoes that they use for riding. Uh, you get somebody using sleepers. For those who don't have those documents, once they are involved in an accident, Definitely the first thing they will do is to run away. Uh, to that extent then, uh, most of the accidents that happen, unless they are those that are very serious, most of them go unreported. We need to partner with the border border operators. One, we bring them to the knowledge that having these documents is not to their disadvantage. So thank you, Bonawahome. Yeah. This is something that we will take up and uh, that partnership is guaranteed. Decided before I turn the next decade, let me learn how to ride. So I went to a dry riding school, I learned how to ride, and then I was like, maybe I should buy a bike. Maybe I should just commit to this thing, Kabisa, and buy a bike. So I bought a bike, I bought a Suzuki Jixa 155, and my family did not believe I was going to get on the road. And then I got on the road, and yeah. Normally we bring in uh, a container full of bikes and we assemble them from here. This is where our assembly line is. We are going to, to have a few offices there and this is actually our headquarter and our rural branch and our assembly line and our service point. Like everything will just be coming from here. I wasn't happy with what was in the market at uh, that same price, so I did a bit of advancement for the headlights, dashboard, the keyless system, the tires, the braking system. This is something that you can't walk into a shop and ask someone to give you a bike that has all those things. I remember the first time that my dad uh, knew that I was into riding. He saw me on Thika Robin carried by a man on a bike. 
So you can imagine the drama that went down at home that day. Of course it went down, it didn't go well, but they come for all races that I'm participating in. It's now becoming a family business. It was a niche and I was interested. By then I dropped out from uni because of this business. Yeah, because I didn't see the need of, you know, why are we in school again? Yeah, it's not a good thing to say, but it's true. That's what it is. right here was my last ride with Lavender. I named her Lavender and unfortunately I have sold her. So I've already found out that they're definitely changing the color. The purple is more me, Mina Reeve, it's more my brand and my logos are everywhere and you've got the 412 which is my race number. I've had Lavender for about a year now and I'm sad to see her go, but the race season doesn't seem like it's happening anytime soon. I'll still be able to practice on track though. So I got into racing in 2020, but there were not that many women on track at that point in time. So. When I saw Mina and I was like, oh, Mina is out there and she's doing really, really good, so why can't I? So that's why I, I decided to race and she's one of the first people I told I wanted to race and instantly she brought me in and she trained me and she helped me. So the first three or four laps, we take it easy, we take it slow, we sort of give each other some distance. Uh, just to get a feel of the track, it, it doesn't matter how experienced you are, you've got to do what is called sighting laps. Then we'll come off track, relax a little bit, debrief, talk to each other what we want to achieve. we were here on track uh, we, we came to race and then we didn't race because to little people tear gas tear gas was thrown at us by some I, I, can't, I can't call them police officers or like people in that capacity because they didn't want us to be on track on that day 